Hello, welcome back to the Sour Matt Antics podcast. He's Matt, and I'm not Sam. I'm sad. That's just the way it is. <laughs> there we go. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 63, 63, I think. And as you can tell, that wasn't the voice of Sam Cropper. Uh, Sam Cropper, unfortunately, couldn't be here today due to unforeseen circumstances. And therefore, the podcast must go on. So we have a co-host to help me this week. Um, and it is my cousin Lee from the Murderly Rope podcast. Lee, welcome to the Sound Antics podcast once again. Hello, thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm um I'm gonna be honest, I'm getting sick. Um Excellent. <laughs> but it's fine. It's uh nearly Christmas, which is great. I hope well I, to be fair, as long as you're sick this week, you won't be sick hopefully for Christmas. So Yeah. If you're I gonna mean, be sick. Don't underestimate me, but yes. Yes. Well, Hopefully it won't come to that, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, you're helping me out with the podcast today, so thank you for agreeing to help. You're very welcome. Um, now, you know the Sam Antics podcast, and therefore we'll try and keep it as much in tune with what happens as normal. So therefore, I will ask you, how have you been this week? Um, well... That is a good question. Um, I started my advent calendar this week. Excellent. Uh, it was great. I've opened three so far, as you do. It's, um, it's going well. Uh, there's not been a lot else happening, has there? Just been streaming a lot. What about you? Uh, well, you know, been at work. Um, and that's about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my God. That's about it, really. Um, work is getting... It's, it's busy, but it's not busy for me. I mean, it's, it's always busy, but not, like, rushed off my feet. Whether or not that will change as we get closer to Christmas, I don't know. Um, mm. I am looking forward to... I will be taking a lot of holiday days. So I, I finish on the 23rd of December, and then... I'm not back until the 9th of January, which wow, will be lovely. That is nice. I'm not looking forward to all the work that will be left for me to do for when I get back, though. But you have so much energy to come back into work with. Oh, I'm not sure that will be the case. <laughs> not at all. Um, but yeah, other than that, went I went card shopping, Christmas card shopping during the week. Um, I hear you. You went shopping today and bought me a gift. I bought you probably. It's a thoughtful gift. Um, it is thoughtful. I think I mean, you any actually like is, it. Any gift will be will be nice. Well, some of the gifts that my friends were suggesting I buy you weren't as nice. Um, okay, they were supposed to be funny gifts, but I thought he's had a tough year. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. Yes, I've been nice. That's all. Okay. Well, what we'll do is when when we exchange uh, gifts, we will take a photo 
and we put, we'll put it on our social media of both our podcasts because then people can see it's us and be like, okay. oh, we know those lovely people. Yes. Um, talking about your podcast, because it is officially your podcast. It I, is. I yeah. just help. You do all the work and I <laughs> have my name on it. <laughs> That's what it is. I do all the work and for no money. Hmm. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, now's your chance to tell the Sound Antics listeners about the Murderly Rope podcast, direct from the voice of the Murderly Rope podcast, Lee himself, which is you. Oh, the I floor... thought it was you, because you do all the work. Okay, no. no well, no, it's your... <laughs> it's your podcast. <laughs> well, okay, okay. I'll, so I'll tell, take tell, tell everyone about the podcast and how we came up with the idea and who does all the work, etc. Okay. We came up with the idea of the podcast. May I think we were just talking about it on the stream one day. And um I thought of the name. Well actually, no, let's not lie. You thought not of the lie. Name. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the, yeah. And do you know what the horrible the worst reason is? I came up with that name because around the time I came up with the name, um the actress Angela Lansbury, who was in the classic tv show murder she wrote passed away so i thought well we could incorporate that with your name to create murder lee wrote we haven't had any copyright issues yet um this is true maybe one day well yeah well let's let's hope not (laughs) yeah let's hope so but um yeah, that's really the story behind it. Um, it's a it's mainly a podcast about true crime, but we like to add in a little bit of a maybe like a story, maybe a, a myths and legends afterwards, just to make it not so sad and depressing. <laughs> yeah, but, that is true. So what we've done so far, we 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 three episodes have gone out. We've recorded the fourth yesterday yeah. at the time of recording. So the first case was. Uh, the murder of Holly Wells and Jessica Chapman. Uh, the second episode was about the murder of James Bolger. Uh, the third episode was about Derek Bird. Yep. And the fourth episode will be about the London bombings from 7-7. What would you say your favourite episode has been so far? Okay. Um, well, that sounds uh, awful, actually. I need to rephrase that because you can't really say, my favourite murder was this. Yes. Um, in terms of learning, because I think the thing about this podcast as well is it's quite educational for both of us because we find out things that we didn't know about each case. So I find out things when I write the script about it. You obviously find out things about when we record it. Um, yeah. So which case would you say you've been more interested in so far? Okay, um, for the whole crime section, I think probably Derek Bird was the most interesting for me. Um, it was just so interesting to think that someone, the way he went about on his killing spree, it was just, it's quite unbelievable that something like that happens. Um, but on the, you know, the fun, the fun part of the podcast, where we're not mm. crying, um... <laughs> I think probably the horror story about the smiling lady. Is... Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so 
for those of you that follow this podcast but haven't listened to that uh, Murderly Rope podcast yet, um, we, well, Lee told us a story the other day um, about a woman called Lynn who, I mean, what what do we think happened to her? Was she just completely possessed or are we, we don't really um, know? Didn't really give any background to it, did it? She definitely had too many sugars. Um... <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, anyway, so she basically like hid in gaps like between like cabinets and wardrobes and things like that and just would, would scare her husband um smiling like the cheshire cat i believe was one of the expressions yeah um and it was just the most horrific story i've ever heard <laughs> it yeah was, and i think the more and more you read it as well you was getting the sense of hmm, bloody hell this is yeah well, the thing is a, f- a few days ago i went to visit my partner Mm-hmm. And she decided to stand in the doorway, but only lean her head out and just start smiling. Oh no! And I genuinely started reversing my car. I wasn't getting <laughs> in. <laughs> oh no! That's horrific. Yeah, that's not good at all. Um. So yeah, that that's some of the stuff we get up to on on that on that podcast. It's it's a new venture for both of us. Obviously, I. Have come of although I've obviously done this podcast now for over a year, you know I don't tend to do the more serious uh, discussions. Yeah, um, so it's a challenge for me as much as it's a challenge for you to um, obviously be serious I, for more than yeah. five minutes. Yeah, it's tough um, for me. But I suppose you've had practice from like speaking out not necessarily on camera but in like a microphone from oh, yeah. your Twitch stream which we will now this is a great segue into your Twitch streaming oh my um, god that was so smooth it was so smooth i haven't even planned this which is ironic cuz it sounds very very good anyway um yeah so we had you on a few weeks ago well a few episodes ago um where you told us sort of the basics of what you were doing on on the Twitch, yeah, um, like what Twitch was and and et cetera, et cetera. Since then, the community has obviously grown and grown more. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe tell us a bit about where you're up to now with followers and subscribers right. and stuff like that. Let us know what what's going on with with your Twitch. Okay, I think on followers, I've gone for. I think when I came on, I was about 150. I think. It was around I'm, that, yeah. And now I'm on about 250. Um, my subs have gone up. I think I'm on 40 subs now. Excellent. Which is this is quite a lot, to be fair. I didn't think I'd ever get one. So it's great. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at, really. Excellent. Um, you're playing... So I think last time you were playing quite a lot, lot of ARC. Um, yeah. Which you haven't done quite for a while, just because you've been getting into DVD and Overwatch. Yep. Um, I'm glad you got them right. Yeah. yeah I, well, you know, I am an avid, a, avid follower. It would have been awful if you got them wrong. <laughs> you imagine you're playing some games. I don't know <laughs> which ones. Um. But yeah. So, 
the Twitch is going well. What is, can you just remind everybody what your uh, name is? Well, I was going to say it's twitch.tv forward slash um, K0ALAT3A. Excellent. It's probably the only name spelt with an, a three in it with, in the word koala. So Ko- Koala T3A, isn't it, really? Yes. With, yeah, with, with, with the zero. Um, excellent. Okay. Well, that's kind of it from my side. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass on to you. For, yep. Well, if we're going to do this, I'm going to do this properly. So we're now going to go over... We're jogging through the Forest of Funnery, and yep. we're going over the Bridge of Banter. Um, in this week's section, story time with Lee. And while you read a story, I'm going to eat a pack of festive friends. So enjoy. I hope you enjoy your friends. I will. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> horrific. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. My story today is called She Sold Happiness in Glass Jars. The poster read, happiness, sold in glass jars, called today, and underneath the text was a phone number. I was walking home from a long, exhausting day of work when I caught a glimpse of the paper stapled on an old telephone pole. I took a picture of it thinking it was amusing. I was going to show my wife once I got to our apartment, but I was caught up with chores and forgot about it. Dinner, dishes, laundry, packing a snack for our daughter, putting her to bed, then putting her toys away that she had left out in the living room every night. It was the exact same routine. The next day, I awoke, sleeping back to back with my wife. I always had to get up earlier than she did for my job, so I quietly got ready for the day and headed out the door. At work, I was updating the company's latest expense report. Most days were similar to this one. They were basically paying me to stare at a computer for nine hours a day and input a couple of numbers into a spreadsheet. I finished my work very quickly, so I decided to head out of the office early. It also helped that it was a Friday, and a lot of people leave early at the end of the week. On my walk back, I was thinking of what life had become. I did this often. I always dreamed of travelling when I was younger. I wanted to drive across the country or solo backpack across Europe. Then I met Kelsey. Don't get me wrong, I love Kelsey. I mean, I still do. We just don't have that spark anymore. When you meet someone and get in a relationship, whether it's meant to be or not, some of your personal life plans have to be put on hold. And then that relationship turns to marriage. And then you have a baby. And then you have to enroll your daughter in a preschool. Then you have to get a better paying job and work more hours and blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to throw a pity party for myself. I'm just saying I wasn't exactly content with where I was in my life. I wouldn't have referred to myself as a happy person. As I took the same route home that I did every day to work and back, I walked past the same poster I had passed the day before. I don't know why, I really don't, but I decided to call the number. I figured it would be some joke. Maybe someone just picks up and says I love you on the other end and hangs up. Or maybe it's a line to a sex worker. I had no idea what to expect. I called. It only rang once before someone picked up. Hello? A woman said. Uh, hi. Um, I'm calling about your poster. Your ad. Oh, awesome, she said calmly. When do you want to pick it up? Pick what up? The jar, she said. 
like it was the most obvious thing in the world. Oh, of course. Um, I realised then that I had to leave work early without telling Kelsey, so I could just go pick it up now, and she'd be none the wiser. What exactly is it that you're selling? I just told you. It's happiness in a glass, in a glass jar. Like the poster said, happiness keeps best in glass jars. They're more durable than, say, a plastic bag. Um, okay, should we meet somewhere? For sure. I don't want you to end up being a creep or something, so let's go to a public place. The public place we decided on was a Starbucks parking lot a little over a mile from me. Now, I didn't think I was go really going to be buying a jar of happiness or whatever. I was 99% sure she was going to sell me drugs. Maybe heroin would be in the jar. I remember thinking, oh no, happiness is probably a nickname for some street drug and I'm going to make a drug deal. What if she's a cop? Am I going to be arrested? But something inside told me to keep walking, and so I did. I stood outside and texted her. I'm here. Cool, be there in a second. What are you driving? A silver Camry. And as her final text came through, I saw her car pull in. She took a spot not too far from where I stood. I could see there was no one else in the car, which put my kidnapping fear to rest. She opened her door and stood on the pavement, looking around until her eyes met mine. I gave her a little nod of acknowledgement. She simply responded by waving her hand, gesturing for me to come over to her car. So I did. She was young, maybe mid-twenties, with curly golden hair. Her skin was pale and contrasted with the all-black outfit she was wearing. I thought she looked like Glinda from The Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz. Nice day out, she said as a greeting. Oh yeah, it is. Hadn't really paid attention to it. You were the one that called about the jar, right? Yeah, that was me. Cool. Well, here you go. She handed me a very small glass mason jar. It couldn't have been more than two inches tall. Inside of it was a light. Not a light bulb, just light. It was like someone bottled up sunshine. It glowed even in the mid-afternoon daylight. It looked like a tiny sun or a tiny universe existing in this little crystal-walled home. I was admiring it with no attempt to hide the awe on my face. Pretty rad, isn't it? What? What is it? You've asked that like three different times, I think. My answer is still the same. It's happiness in a glass jar. What do I do with it? Keep it, she said, simply. If you have any problems, shoot me a text. She started to get into her car. Wait, I said. I thought you were selling me this. How much is it? Don't worry, man, she said with a smile. You'll pay. She closed her door and I stepped out of her way as she backed up, then drove off. What the hell had just happened? What was I holding? I looked down at the jar again. Its radiance was simply mesmerizing. I put it in my pocket and could see its glow slightly through my pants. I began to walk home. What was just a nice sunny day quickly changed into a rainy one with clouds wrapping the sky. It was not forecasted that it would rain or else I would have ridden the bus or subway to work that day. I jogged home trying not to get too drenched. I finally found shelter once I made it into the apartment building. I walked up to my door and found that my key wasn't on the keyring anymore. Shit, I can't believe I lost it again, I thought. I knocked on the door and said in somewhat a loud voice, Hey babe, it's me. I don't know what happened to my key. 
I heard the door being unlocked from the other side. When the door opened, I was greeted by a large, heavy-set man with greasy hair and an unkept goatee. He said, I think you've got the wrong door, bud. Oh, I said, disorientated. My bad, sorry. Have a good one. He let out a chuckle. Have a, have a, have a good one. <laughs> oh, no. I also hate the expression, my bad. Yeah, it's I don't like bad. the expression, bud. So, no. <laughs> that was hard to read. Yeah. Right. He let out a chuckle as he closed the door. Apartment number 33. I know that was my apartment. I know it was. I'd been in an apartment 33 for five years now. But that was not my apartment. From what I could see inside, all the furniture was different. It was painted a different colour. It was all wrong. I felt like I'd hit my head and drugged, and was drugged. In that moment, nothing made sense. I pulled out my phone to call Kelsey so she could calm me down and tell me I got confused for a second. But her contact wasn't in my phone. In fact, nothing was in my phone. I had no messages with her, no previous calls, no pictures. It was like my phone reset its factory settings. Did that girl somehow switch my phone out when I wasn't looking? I would have just dialed Kelsey's number manually, but I couldn't quite remember it. I had known it by heart before, but not anymore. I needed to get back to the office. I had all my contacts backed up on my work computer. Since it was still raining, I hopped on the bus which had a stop right in front of the apartment complex. I rode downtown toward my office, the whole time staring at my wet shoes, wondering what the hell was going on. We have a keycard access to our building, so only authorised personnel can get inside. I always keep my access card in my wallet, always. But surprise, surprise, it wasn't there. I buzzed into the, spe- uh, I buzzed into the speaker we had for guests with appointments, or empo- employees as a backup in case anyone lost or forget their card. Buzz. Hey, this is Tim. I must have lost my card. My employee number is... I stopped as I drew a blank. A voice came through the speaker. Tim, you got cut out. What's your employee number? Um, I can't remember. I... That's fine. Just tell me your full name and department. Uh, finance. I'm in finance. My full name is Tim Brooks. One sec. About 30 seconds later, the man spoke to me again. We don't have a Tim Brooks working in this building. Did you have an appointment with someone? I backed up in surprise, almost tripping on my own feet. I had just been in that office an hour or two ago. What was happening to me? I felt like I was getting Alzheimer's, but going through every stage in one day. I stared at my hands, unsure if I was in the right body. I felt like the world around me was disintegrating. I wasn't in control. I was merely sitting inside somebody else's head, watching the world through their eyes. Just then, I got a text. I recognised the number immediately. It was that girl. The one who gave me the jar. I had forgotten all about it until I saw her text. Hey, how's it going? I looked at my phone, dumbfounded. It made me angry she was so nonchalant about this. What was going on? She had done this somehow. What the hell did you do to me? The worst is yet to come. I was astronomical... Oh my god, okay. This is... (laughs) Uh, it's a map moment right now. Here we go. Um, oh, God. I was astronomically close to just chucking my phone as far as I could in frustration. I took the jar out of my pocket. It looked unchanged, still glowing just as bright. What the fuck did you do? I yelled at the jar, realizing I'd probably look like a lunatic. 
as I stared at its glistening glass, I realized something. I didn't know what my wife's face looked like anymore. I knew her name. Well, I know it started with a K or maybe a C. I couldn't picture her in my mind. I knew I had a wife. I knew I did. Yes, because I had a daughter. I had a wife and a daughter. I just couldn't remember their faces. Then, or their names, or their birthdays, or any memories I had with them. I know they existed. They did exist. I had just seen them that morning, right? I couldn't remember how she looked or what she smelled like. What was our first date? We had a wedding, right? What about our first kiss or my daughter? Or was it my son? Maybe I didn't even have a kid, but my wife or girlfriend, she was real. I knew she was. The thought was tearing me apart. I couldn't see her in my head. I couldn't recall a single fact about her. I was standing outside of the same building, but I was unsure why I was. Did I work there? I must, somewhere. The rain was accompanied by a chilly wind now. It was whipping at my face, making my noses and... Noses? <laughs> my nose and cheeks sting. <laughs> oh, God. I wanted to go home. I wanted to be with her. I wanted to be warm. I wanted to go into a shitty office job that kept a roof over my head. I wanted it all. I was soaking wet. I was miserable. I couldn't remember my parents or my childhood. Did I even have any friends? Why was I in the rain? I looked down at my hand. I was still clutching the jar. The only memory of my entire life I could concretely remember was that girl giving it to me, telling me it was happiness. It did not bring happiness. It brought pain. It brought suffering. I was more miserable in that moment than, I, than I'd ever been. My phone buzzed. Break the jar, Tim. I looked at my other hand. With the setting sun and the rainy sky, I swear the jar glowed brighter than any streetlight near me. I didn't break it because I was following her instruction. I broke it because I was angry. I broke it because I was upset. I needed a release. I raised my arm above my head and brought it down with one swift motion, shattering the jar on the concrete beneath my feet. That dark, chilly air accompanying the rain spread away like it was the shockwave of a bomb going off, and I was at the epicentre. I saw the warm yellow light from inside the jar spread rapidly across the ground and ascend into the sky. It was as if I was watching the beginnings of the universe being created, like God had just snapped his fingers and said, let there be light. I was engulfed in it. I could no longer see street or rain or anything dark. I felt like I was plummeting into a star going faster than the speed of light. It felt like sitting in front of a fire on a cold winter's night, but that warmth was covering every inch of my body. And then I blinked. Immediately I could feel the sheets beneath me and my back barely touching my wife's. I was staring out the window. The morning light drenched through the glass and gleamed on my face. I stood from I stood from my bed and grabbed my phone. It was Friday morning. I had one text. Let me know if you ever need another jar. I called in sick to work. I snuck into my daughter's room and greeted her with a kiss and told her she didn't have to go to preschool today. We were going to have a family day. She smiled and stretched out her arms with a yawn before curling up and falling back to sleep. I got back into bed and squeezed my wife tightly. I didn't let go for hours. Our daughter came into our room and woke up us eventually. Oh, woke us up eventually. She was jumping on the bed and shouting for us to wake up. Yesterday I may have found that annoying. Yesterday I may have found a lot of things annoying or monotonous or dull. But not today. Today I pulled her under the covers in between me and Kelsey. Today was going to be a good day. Today, I was happy.
And that's it. Oh, it's a happy uh, story. It's a happy story. But the problem is, it was one of those stories where all the, everything hits the fan, and then, oh, I woke up and it was all a dream. <laughs> that's <was> it. <laughs> I always used to, when I was at school, and we were doing, like, creative writing for, like, GCSE or something, my teacher used to say, whatever you do, don't do what everyone else does. Go, I woke up and it was all a dream. And this guy or girl didn't read that memo. No. And I'm going to give them a 3 out of 10 for it. But it I was mean, a nice it, story, though. It was a good story, but like you say, you just it's one of those ones where it's like, uh, it's not quite a good ending because no. it, it's what you expect it to be. Exactly. And I couldn't give you the good stories, could you, on your podcast? Because that would be silly, wouldn't it? Well, exactly. Well, um, talking of good stories, I forgot to read my little story out when I was doing my bit. So would you like to hear my story? I always want to hear your stories, Matt. It's it, Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Strap yourself in. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> the story reported in the press a few weeks ago happened in a College of Surgeons rugby game. I assume it's going to be some kind of American thing because, you know. Yep. The story goes like this. In the course of the, of the game, a guy is unfortunate enough to dislocate his leg. He is screaming in agony. The pitch is full of trainee medics, and they realize this fairly fast. They call an ambulance, but also realize the quickest way to put this guy out of his agony is to push the, the fem, fem, femur, femur, oh, the femur, yeah. the femur uh, back in the hip joint. They go ahead and do this. Unfortunately, the screaming intensifies as a result. The poor guy has gone from occasional moans of agony to squealing like a pig getting slaughtered. Within a, f- within a few minutes, he has passed out from the pain. The reason? When they pushed his femur, femur, whatever it is, back into his hip socket, they managed to catch and snag one of his testicles along the way and ram it into the ball of the hip joint ahead of the femur they were trying to relocate. When the bone snapped back into place, the testicle was was squashed immediately because of the strength of the ligament and tendons attaching to the leg on the pelvic girdle. The guy lost his testicle and ruptured ruptured his vocal cords from screaming in agony. (laughs) Why did I come on this podcast? Doesn't it just make you feel like... Oh my god. So there we I go. I can feel it. Moral of the story. Don't play rugby. Don't. Go. Well, actually, don't play rugby. Yeah. That's. Yeah. yeah. Play football instead. Well, yeah. And anyway, I think that's all we've got time for. And I haven't got a dramatic reading song to end on, which is a shame. But I will let you all know as normal. The social media and i'm just trying to think of it in my head because i've forgotten all of them yeah and i think it's our instagram is at sarama antics our tiktok is at sarama antics uh you can go to our facebook page which is the sarama antics podcast you can go to our t- twitter page which is at sama underscore podcast you can go to our twitch page which still has nothing on it due to the fact that my pc likes to die when i try and stream and that is also at sama underscore podcast 
or you can send us an email to samanticspodcast at gmail.com. And if Sam was here, he would say, you can also find us on Acast because we're Acast content creators. I was waiting for you to try and skip that and I was going to say it. So I'm happy. Oh, well, there we go. (laughs) There we go. Uh, And hopefully Sam will be back next week. But in the meantime, have a good week and we'll chat to you next week. Bye. Ta-ra. Thank you.